third-generation entrepreneur Adam Tapurik uses his years of experience in the trenches to help you design and deliver customer experiences that work in the real world. Hey, it is Adam Tapurik, and I am here without my partner, Jeannie Walters. This is a solo episode, and I've been thinking a little bit about what we should do for a topic. And I realized that Jeannie and I had mentioned the peak end rule in a number of episodes, but we really never got into what it is or why it's important. And this is something I actually cover in one of my keynotes and some of my trainings, um, my keynote on hassle from hassle to hero, paving the way for positive emotions. And you're going to see how that ties in. So I thought we'd do a quick little dive into the peak end rule, what it is, why it's important, and just giving you a better context around it. So what is the peak end rule? The peak end rule is pretty much how we remember experiences. And the first principle is this, understanding that the experiencing self and the remembering self are not the same. And what matters for our customers, for us as we go through experiences, is truly what we remember about the experiences, not necessarily how we felt. So the peak end rule states that the things that tend to be remembered most strongly that tend to stand out are the peak that is the most intense emotion you feel so that can be positive or negative i wish that it was another word besides peak because we always think peak is high and positive but it can be a negative emotion or it can be a positive emotion the key is this it is whatever is the most intense emotion you feel and the final thing and a lot of you may be familiar with this is the end what happens at the end of the experience tends to have an outsized impact on our memory now, uh, why is that? The authors Chip and Dan Heath, I don't, you may have heard of them, I'm made to stick, they've got a lot of best-selling books. They came up, I've been teaching Peak End for years, and they came up with this great sort of uh, metaphor for how it works. I don't think metaphor is the right word, but you get the point. And it's called the Disney Paradox. And basically what it says is if you pulled an adult every minute while they were at a Disney World theme park, and this is nothing against Disney, but if you pulled an adult every minute of their experience at a Disney World theme park, they probably wouldn't be all that happy, right? They'd be hot. They'd be tired. They'd be standing in line for three hours. They'd be paying $94 for a Coke. They wouldn't be that happy if you pulled them every minute. But why, even for adults, is the Disney experience so magical? And the reason is because our experiences, our memory of the experiences, is not the average of how we felt throughout the experience. It is defined mostly by that peak in that end. And that is the Disney paradox. And that's why when we look at customer experience, when we look at how one, we can design proactive, positive experiences, but how we can also work to prevent negative experiences, keeping the peak end rule in mind can be very useful in that, uh, in that quest. Because when we're looking at creating that peak emotion, can we design it in? Can we take charge of it? Obviously, we cannot control every part of the experience. We can't control some things that go wrong that are out of our control or you know things are just going to happen. And sometimes that peak emotion is going to form on its own. But to what degree can we strategically control it? To what degree can we, one, prevent the negative emotions by focusing on certain key attributes that tend to cause them uh, disrespect? Things that come from our human teams, from our human parts of the experience, right? From our team members, uh, hassle, which is why this relates to that speech I told you about, my hassle to hero speech. If we look for certain areas of negative, uh, potential negative emotion, if we look at that from the experience lens, from the journey lens, 
and look at it through the lens of the peak end, we can start to design around both creating positive moments and really focusing on preventing negative moments. So that was a brief look at the peak end rule. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it clarifies some of the things we've been referring to in earlier episodes for you long-time listeners. Well, I am here alone, so I've got to do this alone. Thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. If you haven't yet subscribed, well, what on earth are you waiting for? Our subscribers get newly released episodes immediately and our undying gratitude. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. Be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. My partner, Jeannie Walters, could not be here, but you can learn more about her and her trademark customer experience investigation process and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I am Adam Support, and you can learn more about me My keynote speaking, our customer service workshops, our training, all that great stuff at CustomersThatStick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.